Welcome back to Beards and Brews. This is episode 100. Fellas, we did it. Woo! Woo! I guess. Anyways, so, um, despite our best efforts, we have a really popular episode. And it's The Mummy, so we're back with The Mummy Returns. Or, as they say in French, I fucking forgot. (laughs) (laughs) So, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button and ring that bell so you know when we have another one brewing. Man. Two mummies. I don't know how this was our number one, but hey! I mean, I get it. Any episode with like with some guest appearances and everything, it, you know, it's going to bring in a few more extra viewers, and we've actually got a guest appearance right here today. That's right, from the hit movie True Lies, the driver of the limousine at the very end! <laughs> Round of applause I wish. for... Yeah. Nope, nope. We, we are graced today. With the uh, dildo handler of budget. Yeah. Is that on your name tag? What's up? I sell dick pills. You want Delta ain't a hard on? This is the lady to talk to. Hashtag Delta dick. <laughs> but no, like, what everybody think? You know, this, uh, this is a big departure from the first movie. The first movie had horror elements some thriller in there this one is straight up just like action serial it's the most wonderful train wreck i've seen in a long time (laughs) it's beautiful to me this movie is split up into two distinct parts one is pretty good and the other is really fucking bad it's like the acting just went to shit it's like the acting just stopped It's like everything just stopped, because along with the acting, you've got any effort towards CGI or practical effects, too, because, damn. God, damn. It's been a long time since I said this, but this fucking movie. Only. There it is. Only because the fucking PS1 graphic creatures running around. Hey, leave PS1 Hagrid alone. (laughs) (laughs) Who is it, Harry? I'm a wolf. He's just glitching the fuck out. Man, those <laughs> PS1 Anubises were so fucking bad. Oh, man. Um, I, I, I literally I, don't know where the money went. Probably in the actor's pockets. Because you're absolutely right. Like, halfway through the movie, we're looking at, like, Clay the Rock Johnson. It's fucking... <laughs> okay. <laughs> we had right. the same notes. Same notes. He just... He was so soft, like, silly putty. <laughs> yeah, it's like you can touch him. You're just like, oh. Yeah, like, why did they even hire an actor for that part? Just... They do the animation. The, they needed the eyebrow. Okay, so they hired the rock, and they don't use the rock. No. What the fuck? No, no. Well, I think this movie was also like a star vehicle because he got that spinoff Scorpion King movie, and I think he was supposed to play that titular character like in multiple sequels and stuff. Like he had his like whole franchise kind of planned out. Then he was like, you know what, the shit. Actually, kind of sucks. I'm gonna go and be the biggest movie star in the world somewhere else. Well, he was very smart in what he did. He was like, "Here's my foot into acting. Yeah. Man, I'm pretty fucking bad. Let me go back to wrestling, work on my chops, go back to to movies, and do a little bit better each time." And it was really smart because his movie would come out, and you'd be like, eh, "That's some hot ass," and then he'd go rock bottom somebody, and you're like, "Fuck yeah!" And then he'd go make another movie, and you'd be like, "It's not as bad." Because he's really good at comedy. When he does comedy movies, 
they're pretty funny. Well, I, and then he went to Action Star. He didn't just bump into Action Star. I don't I think, think he was ready to stand alone. Uh, yeah. uh, more Godsmack. Uh, in Johnny Knoxville, it, whatever. Anyway, so speaking <laughs> of the Rock, he's the Scorpion King, and this movie starts out like, "Hey, here's a billion years ago back in Egypt," and this guy is like the Genghis Kong of like Egypt. He just rolls in, tries to fuck shit up, and leave. But this time, it didn't work out for him. Yeah, he's got the fucking Conan standard. Two snakes looking at each other like this. <laughs> yeah, and at the very, very beginning of this movie, when we're seeing like you know his big army and the invasion, and you get like this Lamb of God wall of death scene going on, the effects here are actually pretty cool, to be honest. That's funny. Yes, this fight scene is actually pretty cool, minus Maui from Moana. <laughs> Listen, you're welcome. Exactly. You know, we're pissing on the visual effects later in the movie, but like this beginning bit, this like little overture or whatever, it's actually quite impressive. Like you have those like super big, like Lord of the Rings style crowds of people like running at the city. It looks, you know, it looks really nice. But unfortunately, the story that they're trying to fucking narrate to you is fucking piss poor. It's like, yes, he rolled into the city and got his ass kicked, but that's okay. He just wandered into the desert and ate a fucking bug. Yeah. And that's when he starts tripping. <laughs> yes, he does. He like, tripped he takes hard a bite out of that thing. for like 10 years. <laughs> He's just like Stephen Wright from Half Bay. He's been floating there the whole time. He's like, takes the bite of the fucking bug, looks at all these troops after they're defeated. He's like, I'm going in the desert. Who's coming with me? Who's coming, man? <laughs> the only person that he could. He could get to, you know, hang out with him was fucking Anubis. Anubis rules. O'Doyle rules. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Just like drives across a uh, banana peel, they just all die. <laughs> yeah, so Anubis, uh, he gave the Scorpion King his army and is like, all right, you've done this. Uh, here's my army, but you're going to be my servant forever. And then everybody got buried in the sand for like yeah. 4,000 years. So basically, Anubis was like, yeah, you can have my army, but I need to get you for at least three to seven Fast and Furiouses. <laughs> oh. oh. He was like, I'll tie into that contract. He's like, yeah, and after that, you got to do a spinoff called Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, man, that's what this movie needs. More Jason Statham. I honestly think Seriously, that it, it would have be been okay. Good. I think I would laugh my ass off. There was absolutely no explanation. Instead of Brandon Fraser, just Jason Statham. And no, no, no. Brendan Fraser's still there, but Jason Statham just gets like one scene as the, the double-decker bus driver. Yes. <laughs> Wearing his three-piece suit. Oh, yeah. Transport. It's either, it's either that, or he just shows up as one of the Magi. Like, clearly supposed to be an Egyptian or African man. It's just fucking Jason Statham, white bread guy. Oh, like, everybody else around him, totally brown, and then he's just like, I'm Jason Statham. <laughs> Ah, look, it's the Magi and Jason Statham. <laughs> oh. Anyway, so now, fast forward to Egypt, yes. uh, 1933, which is where the rest of this movie takes place. We catch up with, like, you know, the O'Connells. They farted out a kid, so they're, like, plus one now. Is that how that like works? I mean, it's Egypt. Fuck it. O'Connells rule! <laughs> O'Connells rule! And then, you know, they're poking around a tomb, raiding it, if you will. And there's just, like, this weird aura of just, like, ineptitude in the writing. Like, holy shit. Like, I guess Evie, from the previous movie, has been having these visions, and they've been leading her down these, like, little alleyways where they can find 
I don't know, antiquities, I'll say. And the movie's just like, hey, remember all that shit in the beginning? Yeah, yeah, that's a little differently. Isn't that a retcon? Yo, fuck you. It's so all over the place at this point, because they start, number one, with introducing Brendan Fraser like some 007 bullshit, but he's actually Indiana fucknuts. Uh, and yeah, he's like Indiana Jones with like a little gun instead of a whip, or at least that's what he's trying to be. And he's got his little short round there, too. Yeah, except for this short round's not cute or funny. He's just a nuisance. Yeah, he just takes the piss out of every scene that he's in. It's ridiculous because he's like, you know, Brandon Fraser, he's got uh, he's got charisma sometimes. And he's just like, you know, having a good time. This kid's like, oh, I won't fight. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> I want a piece of candy, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Paul, that, you got a tattoo. It's fucking, it's like this thing on the wall. Please pay attention to me. Stop shagging me, Mom. <laughs> But I'm horny, son. I'm horny part one. Don't worry, there's going to be part one through four. Every 30 minutes, they have a horny scene. It is gross. Good guy. Now, before we move forward, I want to stop and discuss this tattoo. It was not there in the first movie, and he claims that he has had this since he was a baby. He is an archaeologist and tomb raider. He has worked with the Magi. (laughs) He has done shit all over the world and never once bothered to ever investigate his tattoo birthmark. Anytime somebody says anything about it, he just completely dismisses it. Like, yeah, no, that's that's whatever. Just fuck off. That's just the way my skin looks under my sweatband. It's okay. It goes back to normal. No, it's just whatever. <laughs> it's the fucking John Cena you can't see me logo. No, it's the it's the laundry tag symbol for do not iron. Oh, nice. shit. Absolutely. <laughs> we get a little dick joke as they're trying to break into some sarcophagus and he's like oh look at these tiny tools he's like i need something big and she's like take the crowbar he's like that's right Ugh. yeah you get that a lot especially in the beginning of this movie it's just like ah oh, masculinity brah, for whatever reason it's like we get it he's a little bit of a badass we saw him like kill a thousand people in the last movie I guess. now i did laugh at this next scene they go into uh the little tomb room and there's fucking scorpions all over the floor and the chick's like "Ooh, let me daintily walk through and fucking brendan fraser pulls a will smith and men in black bug squishes them just walks yeah. right the fuck over him. just I'm rolls just, in like a tank like why are they the wrong scorpions because those are the easiest scorpions to work emperor with. scorpion does not belong in the desert Okay, so they can throw those scorpions all over the ground, and if an actor accidentally gets stung, they don't die. Well, shit. Let's play <laughs> I, some Russian roulette. I think they didn't bring it up because it'd be a really weird line to just be like, the wrong scorpions. Why'd it have to be the wrong scorpions? <laughs> Look, yes. everybody's thinking it. Like, how many actual scorpions do you think they hired for this movie? <laughs> hired? <laughs> a lot. Like, no, no I, I think they've got like one guy, one scorpion guy, and they just like <laughs> copy him for the whole movie. All like billion scorpions that they use in this movie, they just copy that one CGI or oh, Photoshop. Man. He's like, but do they, him. do they call him the Scorpion King? Oh shit, Junior. He's like the fucking Tiger King. He's like, <laughs> yes! I will never financially recover from this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so that's why they had to shoot the rock spit last, because he fucking ate it. <laughs> Dude, these scorpions, at least they're real here, because there's a scene later when the static scarabs come out of the ground. Oh, man. Yeah, it's like a it's embarrassing. I'm surprised that Emotep's face didn't come out of it. It does later. Yeah, they, they do it again, because I... what's better than one, two, I guess? 
Nah, three. It was four. It, it was, was every four. fucking chance they could. It was in the sand, in the water, in, in the, the fucking dirt. The smoke. Yeah, it was fucking ridiculous. And it looked worse every time. Just, oh, It looked real bad. Real bad. Really bad. So, of course, they saunter through this little tomb or whatever. She knows where she's going because she has this crazy, crazy fucking trip in the middle of nowhere. It turns out that she was just the naked gold lady, too, for whatever reason. Because why not? Why the fuck not? Now let's throw that into the plot. It doesn't matter. Yeah, not Kasha is there, and she's locking up a tomb, and she's like, well, I'll unlock the tomb. You know why? Because I know where the key is, because I had a dream. Oh, no. (laughs) Meanwhile, Marv and the other sticky bandits have broken (laughs) to the tomb as well. Yeah, Yeah, there's some some bad guys sneaking in after him, and the kid is just up there like hiding from him. Just like fucking around with him, shooting him with their little slingshot or whatever. He turns into fucking Brat Simpson. That's all it is. He starts talking like little rocks with fellas. No, he turns into Dennis the Menace. Yeah. Be a shitty parent. Yeah, this is the parents just leave him there. This is our first big example of child neglect. Man. Unsupervised kid (laughs) part one. You know, as much as they screw around, it's a wonder they don't just have, like, more shitty kids walking around. Well, here's the thing. That kid is basically blonde. Brendan Fraser, brown hair. Uh, What's-her-name has brown hair. That's probably not his kid. I bet he's shooting blanks. See, that's why they should have had that kid played by Jason Statham. So, (laughs) you know, back to that first argument. Mother, mother, come here. Look at this. It's a fucking bracelet in a box. Here we go. (laughs) <laughs> just fucking starts beating up Marv and the other sticky bandits. Let me get this straight. Okay, so they sneak into this place. They steal this box. Like, that's what triggers everything that comes after this. So this yeah. entire movie wouldn't have happened. None of, like, the catastrophic events would have occurred if they just had a left their shit where it was. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. I mean, this movie is 100% coincident. We'll run into that a lot. I mean, the movie has the movie, but damn. Damn. Like, they should have watched Aladdin first. So, movie has to movie, but, like, they're still sneaking into ancient temples or whatever, trying to steal more shit, even though they have, like, did you see their house? Oh, it's sexy. That's a sexy house. It's a massive mansion. Well, of course, you know, in the last movie, they made off with, like, a camel's worth of gold from Hominoptera, so I guess that's the 1% of the national treasure. (laughs) So they want to risk the rest of the world, like the eternity of the world, for like a little bit more gold. Well, yeah. yeah. They're greedy. Yeah. But I feel like Rick would be into like the uh, intrinsic value of the item, whereas Evie's just like, It belongs in a museum! <laughs> like, as soon as you talk like that, I just picture her with super fuck teeth. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. She's from Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> now... A lot of shit happens real fucking quick. (laughs) Floods, the floor is lava scene, uh, the kid gets, again, abandoned, and then guess what? Everything works out, and it's okay. Yeah, they, like, outrun this gigantic flood torrent, which would never have, like, they could not, absolutely could not outrun this flood. But they start to drown, and the kid just knocks over this gigantic marble column to break through a wall because he's oh, Hercules Hercules I don't fucking know it's the new theme park at like Disney oh my god the yeah fucking mummy returns water slide this whole movie looks like it's something from Universal Studios theme park 
You know, uh, that's a good point. The only other explanation is just, you know, just so happens, just so happens this happens so they don't die immediately. Uh, my roommate actually brought up that, you know, The Mummy was a ride at Universal Studios, and it was pretty much exactly like The Mummy 2, in that, like, the first half of it is actually pretty good, a fun ride, and then they just ran out of money and the rest of it sucks. Your roller coaster thing just rolls by the porta potties. <laughs> yeah, he said the he said the ending is basically I don't know if this is still a ride, probably not, but he said the ending is basically just like the rock as the scorpion king as like a cardboard cutout or something. Oh, oh yes. And someone's oh, behind it just moving it. I'm the rock. Grr, I'm the scorpion king. Look at me. I'm part man, part mina scorpion. <laughs> he just has a crab hand. <laughs> just one <laughs> crab people thought you were a scorpion shut up kid and he just takes a big swig off some jack daniels oh no <laughs> it's 90 degrees no it's actually <laughs> just crab legs from the china buffet oh, oh this dude's just gonna be fucking puking so hard <laughs> you remember whenever arnold schwarzenegger's trying to break out of jail at the running man and it's just this big desert pit, and they're all like working in it, and oh, then they have to yeah, yeah, yeah. all the things. It looks exactly like yeah. that. It's like this strip mine thing in the middle of nowhere, and you're like, "What is this place? How come all these people are running about?" And the movie's just like, "Yeah, this hole is Hamanoptera. Welcome back." <laughs> uh, so this next scene is this where we meet uh, the Dennis Rodman-looking character? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Very, I don't even remember his name. He's just big dude. No, he's just, I like, just bodyguard. I just have him written down as Dennis Rodman through the whole thing, and he's got the rest of the 1996 Bulls with him. <laughs> uh, he's hanging out with my own personal favorite, Michael Ironside, as Michael Iron Sheik. <laughs> almost. Almost. Uh, I think you're talking about the guy that I refer to from here on out as Phil Jackson. No, I love how they just have like regular ass names now. No, I'm telling you, I've got a whole lot of references to the '96 Bulls. I don't know why, but that's what I've got. That's all that matters. They're digging up the books of the dead, and they're giving us a lot of exposition dumps. This happens a lot, like just people talking about what's going to happen in the next fucking scene, so we are on track because the movie goes all over the place, and they hit this black gold. Or so they think, and it's actually just some of the worst CGI scarabs I've ever fucking seen. Oh, man. <laughs> and no lesson was learned during the last movie, because, like, if you're the help for the bad guys, you just have no fucking chance. You're just immediately going to get eaten. And we get a little bit of exposition that they find out that the bracelet has been snatched up and taken to London. So they're like, we're going to London. Smash oh, cut to London. And the kid is carrying the box with the bracelet. And he's yeah. like, oh, why are you making me carry this goddamn box? And the mom's like, what's your mouth? <laughs> yeah. Like, as she's immediately being fondled by Brandon Fraser, like, she even gets that out of her mouth. is incredible. Horny scene part two. I mean, the kid's just, like, walking around the house, just, like, basically just, like, pilfering around as they're trying to screw, basically, upstairs. What I'm trying to figure out is that, like, this kid's, like, seven, eight, mm-hmm. nine tops. This is a solid gold bracelet. Gold is heavy as shit. And he's just like, Oi, Mom, I, I don't know where to put the baseball statue. I guess I'm going to put this little thing on now. I mean, you talk about the gold being heavy. Like, that box, that's like a solid wood box. Yeah. Like, uh, I, we're I probably talking with... like 40 or 50 pounds minimum. 
what blew my mind I mean, is this kid can't keep his hand out of the box and the bracelet gets on him. They keep fucking guns around this kid. Well, yeah, he can't be trusted with anything. No. How has he not gotten a hold of one? Probably um, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> that's what happened to the real kid. This one's adopted. Oh, no, no. It's just like walk hard. He had a brother, but he cut him in half with a machete. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So just as things are getting hot and heavy, uh, <laughs> what's her name? Rachel Weiss notices that there's uh, there's some other lady's bloomers, you know, just hanging on the whatever it is. It's like, those aren't my bloomers. And it, it turns out her brother Jonathan is there just trying to trying to get it in or something. I don't know. Yeah, like, I guess as the, the O'Connells were away, he's just, like, busy being a scumbag professionally. So, like, he lures some hooer back into the house to shag later on. But, you know, unbeknownst to him, the bad guys have already arrived and are just like, hey, we're sand Nazis. Yeah, Rodman brought the whole team with him this time. You got, like, the starter... <laughs> You got the starters upstairs, and you got the relievers downstairs, and uh, there's a gunfight that goes on. A little sword fight that turns into a gunfight, and then there's Dude. a bookcase that gets turned over. It's a whole mess. Listen. He's there for the rebound. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I made a mental note. Like, this is when the swashbuckling begins. Because it's like a drop of a hat. Everybody's fighting over something. <laughs> Dude, can, can we discuss the snake throw? Come wait, on. wait. We can't discuss the snake throw until we... Let everybody visualize Cher walking into the room in her feathered boa. Oh, yeah. Cher's there. Dark lady. Dark lady. Claps and dances. I'm glad she made a reappearance. <laughs> I, I just have her written down as Hot Woman. I don't know what her name is, but she's just Hot Woman through the whole thing. She's an Egyptian just, uh, mummy in London. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that's Oksana yeah. Bayul. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the movie wants us to believe that she's the reincarnation of... Uh, Anaxuna Moon from the first movie, but you know we spent the whole first movie thinking that Rachel Weiss was the reincarnation of <clears throat> lazy writing. <clears throat> yeah. Dude, did you like how the Rachel Weiss is about to get killed or whatever, and she gets rescued by Dave Grohl? <laughs> oh fuck yeah! <laughs> the Vagine show up. Yeah, and I loved it because he thinks he's so tough, and fucking Rodman. Just, Rocks him. Yeah, just fucks him up. And he's just sitting there looking at him. And I know that's where he got, he got the song lyrics. He was like, when someone's getting the best, the best, the best, the best of you. And he's just getting whooped. Like, you know, the Magi have been, like, training their whole lives for combat and stuff like that. And Brandon Fraser's, like, upstairs catching knives midair by the blade and hucking them back at people. No problem. Do you know why? Because they explained that real soon. He's a warrior of God. <laughs> Oh, he's on a mission from God. Yes, just like the Blues Brothers and the lead singer of Creed. <laughs> oh, Scott Stapp. Oh, he's cat food. <laughs> what? By the grace of God, he's staying in the Motel 6. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, fucking Rachel Weiss gets swiped up. The box gets swiped up. And, and Rachel's box gets swiped up. And the only question that gets asked is does this smell like chloroform i got that written down yep yeah yeah she like she's sort of like clawing at the back window like brendan i don't know what his character's name is you're just gonna have to deal with it brendan and he's just like indy <laughs> sit down bitch <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like oh no me wife we gotta go get her and the magi is just like um i guess the world's gonna end so okay let's go 
Yep, the kids started a chain reaction that could trigger the apocalypse and all this stuff. You got seven days until the Scorpion King uh, exposition and all this shit. His army going to destroy the world, yada, yada, yada. You get it. Oh, no, I've gone cross-eyed. Seven days. <laughs> seven days. Oh, and they start hyping up the dream fight. It's going to be Emotap in the red corner versus Scorpion King in the blue corner. All oh, the all the crowd just like What is that? Is that just like his real name, like the Scorpion King? That's all they ever refer to him as. Well, evidently, it doesn't matter what his name is. Oh God damn it! <laughs> so the movie's like, hey, we've been in one place for too long. Let's go to the museum, and they like pack into a car, and they're all just like, hey, let's go save me wife. Did we mention oh. this strange tattoo? Ah, you're a warrior for God. Cool. It's arise, chicken. Arise, <laughs> chicken, arise. <laughs> and he's just so blase. It's like, oh, that's nothing. I got that at the bottom of a Cheez-It box. Kind of cool, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that they do tattoos at Wendy's now? <laughs> what the fuck? I was like, Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> Great Scots! Marty! Everybody's Marty, they got tattoos at the bottom of Cheez-Its. <laughs> <laughs> I stand by it. They, you know, they obviously kidnapped uh, Rachel Weiss, and they're, they're going to sacrifice her, I guess, to Imhotep, but they immediately resurrect him, and they don't need to, so was it an offering? Like, this whole scene is just kind of here because this movie needs another gunfight, I think. I, I guess. Think I think it's supposed to tie into the first movie, like, where they were going to sacrifice her and then couldn't do it, so maybe try again. I was hoping oh, okay. that she, like, really got sacrificed. So basically on the back of this movie is like a short plot list and like also you miss all the shots you don't take, Wayne Gretzky. There's so yeah. many scenes in this movie that you think are going to be important or crucial that just end up being like filler for 25 yeah. minutes. It was a good word because like this whole thing is just to get them on the bus, which we'll talk about, so the kid can get yoinked. That could have happened at the house. True. Yeah, 100%. But we get a... Firefight with literal rocket men. For sure. Uh, apparently his shotgun does plus 200 damage because goddamn, he gets a triple kill. Yeah, and they fucking bust into flame and shoot into the sky. <laughs> and this is where Imhotep uh, and his like cocoon thing, he breaks out of it and he becomes like a real boy again, or at least like a mummified real boy. There's no logic here because according to the rules of the first movie, nothing really happens for him to like already be slightly juicy again. Yeah. Ugh. No. Whatever. It's my boy, Pinocchio and me, Mootap. Yeah, he's, he's all slimy. The fucking... He also resurrects, like, the 200 BC Cairo Globetrotters to assist... <laughs> well, that's just to practice against the 1996 Chicago Bulls. <laughs> well, we know who's gonna win that. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> Well, like, the Bulls do take a few casualties in this firefight, but nobody important. Like, Rodman and MJ are still there. Pippen's good. Tony Kukoc is good. Like, all the starters are still totally good. Look, he's shooting his shotgun. Boom, 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 boom. Killing all kinds of people. He's like, I'm empty. You see him take one shell. One. This is all in the same fucking cut. There's no snatch away, nothing. Puts one shell in and proceeds to fire ten more times. <laughs> I thought he had scavenger, just picking it up as he went. Yeah, just fuck it. Whatever. So I also have an important question here. Why don't they have double-decker buses anywhere else? Why is it only London? 
because they're fucking stupid. stupid. Seems like a great idea to me. Okay, Who okay. Wants to be on the bottom? <laughs> no, no one wants to be bottom bus. I don't know. Like, <laughs> you can you can stack like twice as many people in it. Oh, I'm getting on the bus. Oh, excuse me, I'm a top. <laughs> <laughs> Just another day on the doubly do. Is that what they call him? No. So the they get on this double decker bus and the fucking globe trotters are still chasing them. They get on the bus, they shoot them off the bus. <laughs> they do a three stooges, nyah, 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 poke them in the eye nonsense, and then one gets killed by live laugh low bridge. Ah, uh, yeah, they squish him. Little comic moment for the little kitties in the audience, I guess. Yeah, I'm guessing at this point of sitting on my couch watching that this is the end of the movie. <laughs> but it was not. It was hoping that was the end part two. Uh, like the bit where he's like standing up on like the broken bus going across the London Bridge. You definitely expect like a to be continued or yeah, something like, like that. Credits. Like roll them. Because yeah, then no, this... it gets Go ahead. super horny again. Yeah, and I was going to say this it... is horny part part three. Like so yeah. horny this movie equals cringe in my notes. <laughs> I... <laughs> I think the worst part is when they start making out, they're right in front of a sign that says, Do not spit. Yes. Oh, yeah. I noticed I that. Like, so I couldn't stop looking head. at it. For whatever reason. I don't know. I guess, like, <laughs> Londoners spit on everybody? Is that, like, a thing? Are they, like, the camels of the free world? I don't know, but in my head, they are now. Oh, it's all this team. We get a uh, glimpse into the future of America, and Fraser should have been able to have you know, drawn from that, he should have listened and hide his wife, hide his kids, because they mummify people up in here. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, they snatch up the kid because child neglect. It's a thing. In all honesty, they can make another one. They can make another one. Yeah. Or can they? I mean, Brendan Fraser, like I said, might be shooting blanks. I think I mean... they've been trying to make that other one the whole damn movie. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, this one sucks. Let's try again. Right in okay. front of it. So after this scene, when we have to go, what, somewhere else, I don't even remember. We have to go somewhere else. Brendan Fraser says, you know what we need? We need a magic carpet ride. Dun, and dun, they, dun, 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 they dun, don't dun. fucking do it. Why wouldn't you play Steppenwolf's magic carpet ride there? Why wouldn't they you? Afford it? It's not period correct, I guess. Before they get to the magic carpet ride, are we going to just... Just not even talk about the bridge parkour jump. <laughs> like, parkour. Nah, nah. It was so bad. <laughs> like, it would have been. Like, I would have really I, enjoyed it if he just like fell into the river. Just hell, his vertical leap is just wow. Well, he's trying out for the fucking Chicago Bull that just stole his kid. <laughs> <laughs> All the way to get him back is if you could dunk, bro. <laughs> 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 Turns out Brendan Fraser, he's got a good jump. He's got hops. Can't dunk though. Turns out white men can jump. More date. Meanwhile, on the train from Ghost in the Darkness, Marv arrives and he's got the chest. Problem child has a new mom. Fact. <laughs> They're like, I get that, like just dumb like fingers. You know, people just do like the dirty deeds or whatever. But they're just like extra fucking stupid. Like Dude. clearly, this is all a trap. He's like. We won't double the money because we had to shoot a fella. And they're just like, <laughs> yeah, it's, look, dude, it's in that room back there. You go get it, buddy. <laughs> dude, that was the dumbest shit because they even explained it. They're like, the last people fuck with this died. So I want more money. 
And you're like, all right, you're going to die. I'll give you whatever you want, man. <laughs> yeah. And of course, they get God. They get sucked up by the mummy so he can turn into... He doesn't really look like Desert Billy Zane anymore. He's definitely kind of moved on to like a Nick Cage territory. He's no, he's, good. he still looks like Desert Billy Zane. Maybe a little bit more tan, though. Oh, yeah. Left but... him in the cooker a little bit too long. You, you get a little <laughs> scene of uh, Darth Emotep and little baby Ben Solo sitting there. And he's like, my dad is Luke Skywalker. He'll kick your ass. And he's like, you know what? You're going to get PTSD. Look at my rotten face. <laughs> yeah, but the kid can't even act. So he's just like, oi. And the scene is. <laughs> but, but no, you get uh, Emotep actually, you know, talking to the kid, you know, having a little bit of a conversation with him, telling him, hey, you put that bracelet on. That means you're the chosen one. And being the, the little kid, he doesn't know what the fuck that means. But he's just like, man. I'm the chosen one. Me, I'm the chosen one. They chose me. And I'd even graduate from fucking high school. God damn. <laughs> Shit the bed. That kid was just excited he got to meet Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio on the set of Man in the Iron Mask for his Make-A-Wish. <laughs> Dark. <laughs> oh, shit. So... I guess just real quick, when the dipshit put the little bracelet on himself, he started to have visions too, but like zipped around Egypt as if it was like this big holographic map to where the Scorpion King is. And so that's where they're going, this random place in the middle of nowhere, where fortunately train tracks are just set in place. I don't yeah. know why it wouldn't be. That's obviously where I'd put a train, right? Just like in Species. Oh, <laughs> nice. Val Kimmer laid those tracks, goddammit. He only had three months to do it. <laughs> Rip and peace, Ben. Uh, so the next stop is uh, fucking our two main characters run into the desert and they meet uh, Izzy, who is basically the pilot from the Mad Max series. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I equate him to a fella from the first movie. I'm just going to call him Black Benny Rambalam. <laughs> oh, Black Benny Rambalam. You got a dirigible Rambalam. Yeah. Now, they say that this thing is going to be sneaky, and it's, number one, <laughs> fucking huge. It number is. two, it's the only thing on the whole goddamn horizon. There's no way to miss it. Well, I mean, you know, people back then, they weren't quite up to, like, you know, pointing out what a plane was. So, like, they could just be up there going, like, silent, of course. And they're like, oh, what's that? Oh, that's Anubis. I don't know. Well, like, they went to him expecting... <laughs> They went to him expecting a plane, and they get this, it's like a, he calls it a dirigible, but it's like no. a, it's like something that you would see in a Final Fantasy game or something. It's an airship. Yeah, like, this is 1933, like, they had legitimate airships back then, like, the Hindenburg was 1937, and that was like the end of the airship, sort of time in oh, life great. this is like this is like something from wild wild west or something so he's just standing there like hey get on me airship and brandon fridge like that's an airship <laughs> oh lord uh they do a little titanic reference and it's like i'm flying jack with fucking oh. horny scene three like her tripping on this like fucking airboat is ridiculous because she put herself in the most precarious situation. She has a little crazy dream or whatever, and she fucking tries to commit suicide immediately. Look, a shark ate her. A Missed fucking shark. Missed opportunity. Also, like, you know, as Brandon and fucking Black Benny are talking, she's like, oh shit. She's just trying to walk off the set like, I'm done with this. <laughs> 
Yeah, this is definitely where the movie starts to peter out a little bit. It's not like the hard start where the rest of it is just absolutely terrible, but we are close. Yeah, yeah like everything's starting to pile up on itself. Like the coincidences are ridiculous. And like how they get from point B to point C at this point makes no fucking sense. So Dude, no, I it's guess all train or dirigible. They just that it's chalked up to that. Yeah. And like how they get from like bit to bit, you know, the kids leaving like these little bits of evidence so they can kind of follow along and there's no fucking way some kid is like making a perfect 1 16th miniature wherever they have to fucking go next every time they make a stop yeah Dude, like this is the same kid that crawled through 200 feet of human waste and came <laughs> clean the other what? side that's he's how he is english he's just english dufresne now yep <laughs> i don't <laughs> i know i'm just picturing some poor kid having to fend off six guys trying to rape him. Why'd you have to well, do that? He didn't have to fend him off from raping him, but that one dude, fucking Rodman, was going to stab him to death for sure. Oh, yeah. He's oh, no. Now he's got to find out why they call him Rodman. Oh. <laughs> and you know what Rodman's other nickname was, right? The Worm. <laughs> <laughs> so I used to say it. The, the fucking kid, though, he escapes but doesn't really go anywhere he no, runs where no. they need him to go and then yeah. stands there like fred durst in the rolling video he's projecting dirty projecting dirty and <laughs> it's like the fucking helmet scene from the new predator it's atrocious oh no well like this whole i'm gonna say like the whole next 20 minutes are like why do they exist uh because women's mma was lit back then I yeah. mean, I guess, but okay, yeah, we have a vision of uh, it's the, the hot girl and uh, Rachel Weiss battling with like <laughs> Raphael's size, just like having like a fun little duel for everybody in ancient Egypt. I'm, They're doing that I'll... Michael Jackson video. Do you remember the time? They're like participating. It's gotta be something. Like, I get that. It fills in a story that we didn't get to see beforehand in the first movie where where the pharaoh got to pick who protects who or protects what or whatever, but it's just so drawn out. Like, it doesn't even fucking matter by the time it's over. Like, we get it. They fight good. That you didn't say, need to be 15 minutes. You say they fill in a story that we didn't have from the first one. Well, we had a time for that story, and it was in the first one. We don't need... This is a two-hour and ten-minute-long movie. Come on, guys. They, they spend a good bit of it just talking about the first movie. Kind of like, hey, guys, you remember the really good version of this? <laughs> uh, yeah. But, like, when I say it didn't matter and it didn't need to last that long, this entire throwback is just so the movie can show us that, like, hey, she saw that murder happen from across the street. Get him, boys. It, it, yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, no, none of it. it. It's like 15 minutes of movie for nothing. Ridiculous. It's like an hour and a half in movie for nothing. But I will tell yeah. you what did matter. When the dirigible is catching up to uh, the main baddies and they're going through that horrendously rendered green screen oh, canyon. Oh, yeah. Embarrassing. Fucking Emotep throws the river. I mean, like, the whole goddamn thing <laughs> at The whole ass river. Yeah, they do that effect again. Like, in the first movie, it was really cool with that sand tsunami, whatever you want to call it. And in this one, it's just like, fuck, man, they made it in paint. I'm just going to say it. They made it in fucking paint, and I had to watch it. It's still part of the theme park ride. It's okay. 
<laughs> no one's wet or dead. They all survive and they're dry. <laughs> that sounds like <laughs> no one's wet or dead. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> walk through the wet and the dead, please. Secure that's yourself. Not, that's not the action park I remember. <laughs> Keep your hand to the right at all times. Oh no! The, the only person that dies in this fucking movie that's a main character is the goddamn bird. Oh yeah, like uh, he, uh, what's his name? I don't actually remember his name, but he's back from the first one. David Grohl. Oh, that's the David Grohl. Okay, then we have talked about him. He's got his little like uh, his little hawk boy, his little friend, and he he's like, go scope ahead, and immediately, uh, Rodman is like, hey, the Hawks didn't make the playoffs this year. Boom. Fact. You think they have a stunt bird? but they could only keep the bird in the movie for a couple of scenes because they spent all their money hiring that scorpion from earlier exactly animal budget was cut short so they land like they crash land in this jungle right that looks like just a setup for a haunted trail i would go on that haunted trail it basically just turns into that whole maze scene from The Shining, just filled with like a bunch of people with guns. It's such a scrimmage, like it has no rhyme or reason. And guess what? They're still horny. <laughs> well, That's they just true, though. Death again. It's all adrenaline. They've got to boost the hormones. Oh, I could use a boost too. Thankfully, I got one right here. What I've got here today is from Almanac Beer Company from Alameda, California. This is their Boost Coffee Stout. It is a 9% alcohol by volume coffee stout. God damn, you're going to get drunk and jacked up. Hell yeah, I am not sleeping at night. (laughs) (laughs) Smells like coffee. Like, just straight coffee, maybe a little bit of cocoa on the nose, but otherwise, like, it smells like Starbucks. Sponsors. Oh, man. Does it taste like a Starbucks, too? Uh, it actually tastes pretty good. Uh, it does have a lot of coffee flavor. Like, you can definitely still tell this is a beer, and it's a strong beer. Ew. Big, big, roasty, like, uh, what am I trying to say? Like, big, roasty, sweet, roasty malt flavor, but a lot of coffee in here, too. A lot of cocoa. Like, it doesn't say cocoa anywhere. This is actually just brewed with coffee and vanilla bean but i do get a lot of like cocoa notes like dry dark chocolate i will tell you what it is strong it's not my favorite coffee stout but i mean it's it's damn good you know i'm a little jealous you have a damn good beverage and i had a movie that wasn't good at all (laughs) um i'll tell you what is damn good these little fucking creatures they're like mummified critters or something, and they're fucking horrendous, but they're funny. Yeah, what the they fuck is are those? Horrendous. They're like little fucking chihuahuas or something. Yeah. They're like, stab, 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 stab. They're like <laughs> little, they're like little pygmies just with grown ass people weapons. Those were really weird. Uh, yeah, I thought the they were like dude from Trilogy of Terror. I oh thought they God. were like mummified infants, just like coming back for their revenge, just like. I don't, I don't know what I have here, but they look like infants to me, just with spears. Yeah. And well, really they, sharp teeth. Why are there so many mummified infants? Why are they just killing kids? I mean, isn't that what happened in the Bible? Like, uh, <laughs> Oh, no, these are all firstborn children? No, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the name of the guy from the Bible that killed all the babies? Pharaoh. Herod, right? Hagrid. Hagrid, guess, yeah. You're the firstborn, Harry. <laughs> This whole introduction to the scene is kind of just like whatever. 
they're just like, oh, look, you can see everything. It's the Frenchmen, the Romans. No one's ever made it out of here alive. And that one guy's just like, so what are we doing? And he's just basically just like, hey, it's a shortcut. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Why are we here? Dude, all hell breaks loose. And I like how Imhotep grabs up his bitch and he's like, don't worry, they ain't gonna fuck with us. And then a bunch of those little monkeys come running at him and he's like, <laughs> and they just go, he, put up he did the, shy away. Yeah, he did like a little force trick. He's like, no, this isn't the who are you looking for. <laughs> I don't oh. know what I wrote this down for because I don't remember anything about this, but I remember the shit winds are blowing. <laughs> you can't just say shit winds like yeah, and then I have Dennis Rodman orders the Bulls into uh, a zone defense. Yeah, but Rodman's in trouble, man. Magi, the fucking Dave Grohl, rolls up on him pretty hard now. Yeah, straight fucking murders him. Oh, is this where Dennis Rodman actually gets cut? Yeah, yep. he loses his Damn. shooting arm. Ejected from the game. He's out <laughs> there. They take off fucking running, right? Why aren't they feet touching? Okay, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Because Brendan <laughs> Fraser has got to get the kid to the pyramid before the sun rises because, yeah. you know, stuff. We what? need to be in the pyramid. Now, this is some, like, Chronicles of Riddick level of bullshit. Because apparently the sun creeps across the fucking horizon like it's a big monolith. So you can race the sun as the earth is turning under you. I mean, if you can race the fucking river, you can race the sun. Everybody racing in here. A lot of racists. Racers. And they don't even like go into the pyramid. They just kind of like get there. And I guess yeah, they the get to the like, fucking yeah, doorstep. They're like, sit. oh man, it's like making it to the porch before the uh, the streetlights come on. Okay. Definitely from here on out, I'm just in like permanent shrug position. Like, sure. Yeah. There's a lot of, okay, there's a lot of B plot going on. So they make it to the pyramid. The little bracelet comes off. Huzzah. The curator of the museum who turned out to be a bad guy, whom you labeled as. Phil Jackson. Phil, he's just like sniveling around. He picks up the bracelet. Okay, that's B plot two. Uh, B plot three. Fucking um, Karma Sutra kills uh, Rachel Weiss. Ah, that's yeah, a tragedy. Yeah. I mean, good lord. It's such a tragedy that nobody does anything. It's like she just walks up and stabs her, and she fucking doesn't run. She doesn't book it. She walks away. What happened to the Brandon Fraser? He was like guns ablazing through this entire movie. She's not he invincible. And Dude, like, he like, doesn't even like try and like stop the bleeding or anything. It's just like, you got stabbed. I am sure you're going to die. So let's spend the next five minutes uh, just standing here so I can cry a little bit. It's an emotional disaster. Like it was so bad. His face was just like shriveled up and he was trying <laughs> to cry but couldn't get a tear. And all I wrote would beside it in like all caps was fuck. <laughs> I it's mean, like it's so it, bad. The one tear that does come out is clearly removing the foundation powder off his face as it goes. It is so uh, bad. I mean, her brother and and her son are the same way. They're just sitting over there, like trying to put on a worried face, not like a oh my mom, my sister, she's dying right now. They're just like <laughs> casually concerned. I love how Jonathan is basically like to the kid, like oof, that's rough, buddy. He's going to get him a hooker <laughs> while the son's over there like, Oi, Mom, are you going to make it? No, all right, I suppose. Good old Uncle John's going to get someone to play with me, bitch. But, but, like, he's, he's, 
cocaine. That's probably a good one. I don't know what he's going to do with a hooker. Like, I don't know, play ping pong with her? No, she's going to have to fucking unsupervised watch him. Okay, dude, this is where the movie just goes off the fucking rails. Oh, is it here? Is it here? Yeah. Okay. This is here. Uh, You got the Knowles versus the Magi. The fucking Anubis dudes fighting the dudes out in the desert. Number one, they made sure to stress that you know the only way to kill an Anubis guy is to chop his head off. These dudes aren't doing that. And it's killing them. So I was immediately like, what the fuck? And Michael Ironside with the bracelet sticks it inside of this (laughs) sarcophagus with a mouth hole and gets like the biggest sucking slurping noise as his goopy arm comes out. What the fuck is even yeah. going on here? Well, see, that's called the grapefruit technique. And all you have to do is YouTube it. You'll find out everything you need to know about that. Link me. Gross. <laughs> Emotep runs into this area, and it doesn't explain why, but suddenly like some black shadows fall out of him, and he's like, oh, my powers are gone. I'm going to go fight the fucking rock like a man. And then we realized that he had had magneto powers that no longer work. Yeah, he's like jiggling the plates on the sarcophagus. What the fuck? I'm still just locked into this shrugging position. Like, all right. So, and then this is when the actual Scorpion King shows up, right? Yeah, Emotep versus Frazier with some Seagull style lighting on Frazier's head as he comes into the room. Well, okay, the Scorpion King shows up and the next third of my notes is just one big holy what? shit this looks terrible it's embarrassing i think i've said that a lot of times during this uh this talk yeah it's fucking embarrassing billy zane and brandon fraser they're like battling it out and in the middle of their fight they get like a little whiff of what the rock's cooking and he has this like fucking <laughs> this entrance it's oh my god it, this has to be put in a museum it belongs in a museum <laughs> it sure fucking does the like, everything's wrong. Like, the Uncanny Valley's never been as deep as, as it is in this movie. The rock comes out half rock, half scorpion. And it just looks awful. There's no weight to anything. It looks like Play-Doh. It's just... Yes. You can tell that these poor actors are acting against a green screen. And they're trying to, like, cartwheel around and try to do action shit. While, like, good old fucking crab hands are trying to get his claws on them. Okay, this came out in 2001. All right. You know what looks way better on way less of a budget that came out six years earlier? Fucking Goro in Mortal Kombat. That was real, though. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Practical effects, man, for the win. Okay, so back to my earlier point. If it was just The Rock with one crab hand, I wouldn't have made a scene. (laughs) But he would have. I peach. Now, they're like... (laughs) (laughs) He just comes out and he's like, Zoidberg is the winner. (laughs) <laughs> oh shit but they th- there's been this we neglected to talk about it but it's really unimportant this fucking scepter that's secretly a spear and he throws it into the rock and that's it like wrap the whole movie Billy Zane comes sliding in like on his knees power slide style like no that, he's, that whole bit sucks so hard Like, explain yeah. that a little bit to me so like you know the, the spear gets chucked intercepted, switches hands, whatever. Brandon Fraser gets a hold of it. He stabs the rock in the chest. And then there's like this wide shot of the rock and Brandon Fraser off to the right. And there's nothing to the left for like an awkward amount of time. And then Billy Zane just like, up, up, nay! 
Yeah, he just like stretches himself back into the frame. Like, <clears throat> y'all forget about me. I'm here. He was so dramatic. Clearly, and, a dude that forgot his cue. Like, yes. absolutely. Get in there, man. Oh shit. You know, and fucking dude, he fucking says, <laughs> "Take all the bad shit with you. I don't want any more of this." And apparently, that's all you have to do because everything puffs into this black cloud where once again they got to put fucking Emotep's face in it again they have looking to. horrendous he looks great and i got to say <laughs> amber called it really good we're treated <laughs> as the jungle around them is sucked back into the temple or what the fuck ever but it looks like number 1 because it's so bad but it looks like if you were in honey i shrunk the kids and you looked up while someone yeah. was mowing the grass yeah, it was crazy. That's a good one. And it's kind of weird because, like, we call this effect bad, but it's actually one of the best ones in the movie. <laughs> Which is sad. Uh, yeah, we're all at this point where we're just like, uh, We're the uh, crowd in Monty Python just, Get on with it! <laughs> Basically. Because there's still more. There's, like, a pull-up contest between Emotep and Brendan Fraser where Brendan Fraser uses the best reverse psychology on his wife. He's like, leave me! While he shakes his head no and reaches out desperately for her. (laughs) This scene, that scene, that little clip is really bad because you can tell neither one are actively trying to, like, crawl back up onto the, the, like, floor. Yeah. Especially the guy, uh, the Billy Zane-looking guy, Emotep or whatever he is. He's just, like, resting there like he's, like on the edge of a pool or something, just chilling. Yeah, yeah, but he ends up in the exact same place where he was, so whatever. She gets it way worse with all them bugs, the static bugs. Yeah, I mean, at least he fell gently because the helping hands from Labyrinth were there. (laughs) Going down. He's just crowd surfing. (laughs) Yeah, he's going to get, like, groped. He's going to get his package grabbed by all them demon crowd surfers. Yeah, he's excited. Well, at least he didn't get (laughs) popped. Like the guy that got grabbed by the fucking Scorpion King who exploded like Mr. Potato Head. Oh, yeah. Once all the grass gets mowed into the temple, they make it back (laughs) onto their magic carpet ride. There's the last horny scene. Can't we just, like, discuss just very briefly, like, when they finally get outside and they see the shitstorm that this place has turned into, Brandon Frazier's like, that's fucking weird. Yeah, we gotta go up now. Yeah. yeah, they're like, oh shit, it's the video from Black Hole Sun, let's get out of here. Oh no, their eyes get all big and junk. <laughs> <laughs> like, their options are either, like, run away or just, like, climb to the top of this pyramid for no fucking reason. Like, at this point, I wouldn't even care if she got to the top and start bullshitting around from shit from the Book of the Dead, just all like, Yatuwe, Yatuwe, Yatuwe. And then they just made nice. it home. Fuck it. That was dope. Yeah, did in case you're one in case you haven't actually seen this movie and you're wondering, how did Rachel Weiss come back to life? How is she alive right now when she was dead? Well, the little boy can read ancient Egyptian for some reason and read the Book of the Dead and surprise she's back. Uh completely fine. Happy no, ending. She's not fine. She's not fine. She doesn't want to be there. Like the last ten minutes of this movie she's in, she's just like, I guess I gotta kick your ass again, huh? Alright, get out of here, sport, so I can do my business. <laughs> it's whatevs. But yeah, everyone gets a big happy ending and the credits roll for the final time. Thank God. They trail off into the sunset, just like the last movie, and you know, whatever. Whatever. Just whatever. Well there's some- <laughs> There's some really bad lines at the end, too, that, like, we we just, like, brush over. But, like, when they're on the airship and, you know, everything's good, you know, it's a happy ending. Uh, Brendan Fraser's like, 
thought I almost lost you there. You almost did. Would you like to know what heaven looks like? Later. Yeah, it's, then they it's a really down. bad it's a really bad set of dialogue. They're Just they're more... driving straight to Poundtown and everybody's invited. <laughs> And I just want to go over how all the bad guys, again, have flavor savers. It's just the taste of the Nile. Oh. Okay, so I'll admit, I like this movie for all of its faults. I think it's ridiculous and just like a re- just stupid adventure. Uh, like I mentioned way earlier, like this is just like an old action serial like you'd see in a movie before the actual movie. But there's like five of them stuffed together for whatever reason, and it just turns out really muddled and messy. It's really cool to see these characters again, but goddamn, are they trapped in a movie that just sucks. I'll be honest, for the first like two thirds of this movie, I was ready to say that I liked this movie better than the original. I was. Like, the first two thirds of this movie, I was comparing to like Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one. Like, it was really fun, had this sort of comedic action sense to it and then it just twists and holy shit it gets so bad the effects get bad the writing gets bad the dialogue it's all fucking bad from about an hour and 40 minutes in and that's only about two-thirds it's the first four episodes of mummy the series um like you said eric it's cool to see the cast again but man, the the spark just isn't there. They're not feeling it. It's not a terrible movie in the way that, you know, it just sucks. It's terrible because they had so much material to work with and literally use none of it. They just shoehorned in a kid and then we're like, we're going to fucking do everything everywhere. It was weird, but I will say I laughed a lot. I'm going to agree. I give it a five out of ten. And that's me being nice. The acting was bad, but I do love Brendan Fraser. And I did laugh a couple of times. But I don't want to watch another. Well, there you have it. That's five flavor savers out of ten. And that'll be The Mummy Return. (laughs) If you have any strong feelings about the show or the movie, leave it in the comment section below. Hit the like and subscribe button, too. Hit the little bell icon so you know next time we get another one of these brewing. Get out there and follow us on our social media. We got an Instagram, Reddit, Facebook, Twitter, fucking uh, maybe a Pornhub account. Uh, we got <laughs> the Apple Podcasts. We, Spotify. We got Spotify all day. YouTube. So, yeah, YouTube. Fucking listen to us, y'all. Go check out all of our edits on our Wikipedia account. What? <laughs> Come get your dick pills. <laughs> 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 that'll be the way we ended.